This week, we go for round two, journeying further into the 35 years experience of herb and plant knowledge of Diponca Macredis, renowned Perth-based herbal alchemist. Following on from the previous episode, which was at number 151, Diponca talks about the impact of basic plant and herb education among children and what that would have on their lives. Plant consciousness, the mycelium mushroom network that connects the plant world, witches and plant spells, how plants are the most natural display of unconditional love, and we go further into plant chemistry as well as much, much more. Again, for the listener, you are invited to tap into a vast depth of knowledge and learn some simple steps for making significant changes in your life for the better. So enjoy Dipunka. Hello and welcome back to WA Real. I'm your host, Bryn Edwards. Today, we're going to go even further than we did several weeks ago with my returning guest, Dipunka Macredis. Yeah. How are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> Very well. Now... Was it only a few weeks ago? Oh my God. It was only a few weeks ago. <laughs> right. Now, before we dive into this, I'm just going to set the context. It was only a handful of days ago. I pull open the WA Real email and in the inbox is is a one line from you that says ready for round two yeah so are we are we adding on or are we going deeper both right We're adding on and going deeper because in our in our previous encounter yeah we we ran out of we ran out of time because you you asked me and in closing and 15 minutes later we were still going down a few little rabbit holes and mm. then we ran out of, of time and space and afterwards like oh damn i should have said that and I'll, yeah. well then there was that and then that and then since then yeah. all of these other things have been happening mm. events have been happening and it's like shit i've got to tell Bryn that oh my god what about that and then yeah. this and so yeah it's it was just i was just prompted yeah. um by whatever you want to call it spirit divine so i was going to say divine right, intervention because that's one of my questions i was going to ask you which is why was it important to reach back out again i because the last podcast was really well received yeah mm. why was important? why was it important is because there were things that were unsaid yeah uh and you know what's in here it's like you have a conversation with someone and then afterwards you go, damn, I should have said that and I could have mentioned this and yeah. why didn't I bring that up? And that's, that's what happened. And I, got, I get nudges from like whatever you want to call it, God, spirit, mm. all that divine, is. all that is, Infinite the I am. Yeah. Atma. <laughs> Atma, whatever. And this was like nudging. It wasn't nudging me. It was more like head-butting me going, right. oi, you, douche. You forgot yeah. you need to speak to Bryn again. It's like, but but we already did it. It's like, douche, no, no you didn't. didn't. No, you There's didn't. It's come. like, what do you mean we didn't? You know, so it was just like, okay. Send, was... send Bryn. And you could have said, sorry, man, we're done. No. We already did. We were, you know, this isn't Rose Ike 4. We, <laughs> we, we already did it, you know, and, and, and that would have been fine. So, so it was just like, okay, I'll, I'll just put it out there. If it comes back, it comes back. If it doesn't, you know, so be it. Shalom, and off yeah. we go. So we're here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, before we dive into stuff, I have to say the last pod, the, our, our podcast before that we did, 
And I, I, as I sit here now, I know that this isn't the last time you and I are going to be talking. It's just going to be like a downloady thing from time to time, I reckon. Um, mm. And I'm all good with that. Um, since then, I've had several people reach out and go, oh my God, that was like swallowing an encyclopedia of plant stuff. Yeah. And then my response to anybody who said that to me, in particular my mum, but there are quite a lot of other people, um, has been... And we only touched the surface. Yeah. And if you remember, De Punker himself said he's only touched the surface, which at that point was just like, whoa, it's right on the precipice of a depth of knowledge. Yeah. So when you said, right, oh, you're ready for round two, I was yeah. like, yeah, damn straight. Yeah. Well, um, I guess this was, this, the, the round two was prompted by the fact that I've just finished a herbal class, mm. which will lead me and in segue into the whole educational story and rabbit hole that we want to go down and um as a result of that and the feedback i got from the students and um various conversations i've had with people i went oh my god we there's so much more you know mm. and um it it was I, I felt it was incumbent on me to to get this out because like we've we may have discussed last time i mean i could drop dead tomorrow yeah. And then this is gone, you know, and yeah. as, as um, there's a, a very uh, well-known anthropologist, ethnobotanist, Mark Plotkin, who mm. works in the Amazon in northeastern um, South America. And he said every time one of these shamans dies, a library has yeah. gone. I know I'm not trying to put myself up there no. with these shamans, but I just think... Just well, somewhere between the two. Well... Everyday like, walking person and shaman. Yeah, like I like I say, I'm still in I'm still in preschool, primary school mm. with, with herbal knowledge. You know, I feel like, um, as I said before, you know, like a couple more lifetimes, and maybe I might be getting a handle on it. Mm. So I thought, well, if I don't express this, if I don't put it out there, if I'm not giving this out, then what's the point? Mm. You know, I die with this this head full of knowledge and no one benefits. And that brings me into one of the things that came up in, in, in this last class I did, because we did a full weekend. By the end of the weekend, you know, everyone was like, wow, what, what, what just happened I've there? Been drinking that was, in the fire hose. <laughs> yeah, that's the best weekend ever. Um, and some of the students are from different ethnic backgrounds and they mentioned, you know, like, oh yeah, when I was a kid, you know, my mum used to do this. And when I was, you know, a kid, my grandma would give us that. and. And I just think, and I just said to them, "Look, if you're, if those people are still alive, go get them to write this stuff down, or get them to talk and or, get your voice and record it. Out you know, you've all got, a, you've all got smart. Well, I haven't, but everyone's got a smartphone. Yeah. Record it and write it down because that knowledge, once it's gone, it's gone. And you know, perfect example is my my maternal grandmother. So, um, you know, I've spoken to people who knew her and. And, the, and one of the things, the anecdotes that came up was the fact that they would go and see Thea Despina, which is Auntie Despina, if they couldn't get pregnant. And, you know, they'd go see her, she'd make up some brew. The women would sit over it, hmm. apparently. And so it was like a sits bath in a way. And I think hmm. they would douche themselves. I don't know all the details because no one, no one told, has told me. And no one's been able to give me the full thing. But anyway, they would do that, go straight home, do the business with their, their husbands. Bingo, nine months later, Kapow. they're popping out babies. And this is women who couldn't conceive. 
And so every person that I've spoken to who had that experience and has a child as a result of my maternal grandmother's knowledge, I've wow. said, what did she do? And what did she put in the, in the, the water, the bowl? What was in there? Oh, we don't know. It's like, what the fuck? What do you mean you don't know? Did you not ask her? No, no, no. We were just happy that we had a baby. (laughs) It's like, well, hello. So that knowledge, that that particular piece of knowledge is gone. Mm. I have no idea what... It could have been lemon juice and honey. Yeah. I don't know. It could have been some amazing concoction of Mm. special herbs that she, she knew about from the Greek islands that she got taught by her grandmother or her mother. And... But no one thought to say, hey, Arnie Despa, you know, what, mm. what did you do? Can you tell me so that, you know, we can learn and then pass on? No, gone. So here's a question for you listening to that. And it's probably going to go into our first little area that I know you wanted to talk about. But I have this. Um, so I've spent a lot of my life... Um, I need to know, I need to know, I need to read the book, I need to mm. do the thing, I need to put it in here, put it in here, put it mm. in here. <clears throat> but I'm getting to a place now where it's almost like follow the energy, go with the energy. And last time you were talking about um, some of the, you know, the things, working with the plants and putting the intent, the energetic yeah. intent into things. Yeah. And so how much is there a... Um, because you're obviously really keen to get this knowledge out, which yes. is why we're here today. Exactly. Because, you know, you don't want these things to be lost, the knowledge to be lost. But how much at the same time does it, is it, does it almost like not matter because the plants have a consciousness that talk to us? Yeah. If we can read that and we can meet <clears throat> it with our intent, it, it doesn't matter what she did. No. Because you put it out there, the plants come and meet you in their own consciousness yeah. and you make the brew that does the thing. And so the light, like I've got this big thing about living library at the moment yeah. and, and, and with the fact that we live in a living library we, absolutely. around we, us, yeah. in us, out of us, you know, I, I was sending my last podcast with, with, with Alison. I can't hang, I can't stop hanging around with trees at the moment. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to drop a little bomb on you about that. <laughs> Excellent. I love it when people tell me about my own behavior. Yeah, um, no, 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 no. Um, but yeah. there's a rabbit hole that we'll go down about that. About Excellent. The knowledge. We'll do trees. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, it's, to me, it's almost like, you know, it, it's almost like just drop into the sea of consciousness and, and, and the plant consciousness and the earth consciousness and everything that's going on. You know, when we weren't at a stage where we were tapping into it, like 50, 60 years ago, when your, aunt, when your granny was doing the thing, then they were probably like, you know, isolated little nodes. Do you think we're getting more and more to the place where we're all starting to swim together and do? Uh, I, do you see where I, I was going with that? Yeah, I see where you're going. I, I feel that there's this divide, division which mm. we'll, I'll get into another thread there with divisiveness, where there's people who are going that way and who are, are tapping into what you've just spoken about and collecting knowledge by osmosis, by the fact that we're all connected, interconnected into everything and all. Yeah. And there's the others who are getting less and less aware because they're so 
caught up in the matrix, the technology, the system, and um, and believing that the dream is real. Mm. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think I may have mentioned this. One of one of the exercises I get my students to do is to do a diet with a plant. Oh yeah, they hang out with the plant. They hang out with the plant. They ingest it. They you know work take with it. Take it bed. Take, take it in the yeah, pocket. All of all of that that we discussed take last time. Take it down time. the pub. Yeah, take it down the pub. Go the show, yeah, <laughs> introduce it to their mates. Yeah. You know that sort of shit. And um, you know, and it's interesting to observe their their recollections of that and what happened for them. Some of them didn't get much. Others got you know a lot. And some were just like, yeah, yeah, I did it. It did, you know, I yeah. took it. We came. We saw. We left. You know. Yep. Um, so I think that there are, we are, we can connect into, I mean, and, and, and understand and get taught and get shown things. And that's the whole shamanic practice is about that. Mm. It's about tuning into nature, to the plants, getting downloads from the plants saying, this is what you should do. This is how you should use me. This is what you'll get from me. And, um, I mean, I do that myself all the time. Yep. You know, I get things and I go, really? It's like, okay. I'll try that. Just give it a whirl. I'll give it a whirl. I'll give it a whirl. It's like, wow, who knew? Hmm. You know, it's not, not in any book. It's not in any, you know, educational institution for hmm. me to, to glean that knowledge. I guess what I was saying is that there are the, some of that, that groundwork has already been done. Yes. And, and that can accelerate the journey. Yeah, it can accelerate the journey. And who knows that, you know, having that little bit of information or knowledge hmm. may then trigger another layer and another level. And it means you don't have to be, you know, um, spending a lot of time waiting or, you know, trying to tune in and find out. Mm. It's, you know, that it's like saying, okay, well, we know that if we put salt in a dish, it'll enhance the flavors and bring it out. We don't have to wait, you know, a hundred years and of, of messing figure around and, you know, to figure it out. It's that knowledge is already there. So we know, okay, we, we add salt, it adds, it brings flavors out. So we can then go, okay, so I want to enhance this a bit more, but so I'll add in a bit of that and a bit of that and a bit of that, you know? Mm. So I guess that's where I was going with that. It was just like, right. you know, be nice to have, to go and say, okay, granny, you know, what do, what do you do if you get a cold or what do you do if you get a headache? And they go, oh, I use a little bit of this and a little bit of that and spit in it and, you know, and that's what we get, you know. Um, and sometime, sometimes that folkloric knowledge is purely uh, uh, situational. You know, I had a teacher, David Hoffman, who's written a few books and he he said he used to work in Wales and um, he said the pig farmers used to make a salve with pig urine in it and they'd rub it on their, their skin and, you know, itchy, itchy bits and eczemas and all that. And it seemed to work. And I said, you know, someone said, well, why did they use pig urine? And he said, because they had a ton of it. <laughs> you know, so it was like, it was there. So why not? You know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, well, that makes sense. You know? Okay. So yeah. Okay. Well, we'll use pig urine. But, um, yeah, so that leads me into the education thread, the education yeah. rabbit hole. So what came up for me is like, wouldn't it be nice if as part of our standard educational protocol, mm. as in you go to primary school, you learn your maths, you know, ABC, you know, the reading, writing, arithmetic, mm. the three R's, wouldn't it be nice if you chucked in a bit of herbal knowledge, there, just basic herbal knowledge? Mm. So, you know, you, when you come out of primary standard school... Standard herbal, herbal biology. Yes, yeah, standard herbal biology, standard herbal um, recipes, just some basic stuff. 
so that you you know you're playing in the in almost the, home ec meets biology yeah home yeah home economics meets biology and you're in the playground playing with your mates and one of your mates falls over instead of you know crying and calling for the teacher or, or you're outside playing in the garden instead of calling for mum or dad mm. you know that i can just go over to that bush grab a handful of lavender scrunch it up stick it on my cut it's going to soothe the pain and stop the bleed or some yarrow and it'll stop the bleeding wouldn't that be great mm. and that's just standard bog standard that's that's everybody normal gets everybody gets it so when everybody goes out of, of high school by that stage they'll have quite a good foundation of knowledge so mm. that they know you know they're they're out in the middle of the bush they get stung by a wasp or a bee it's like oh yeah i can grab that it's like the, the thing in england you know you know if you get stung by by nettle yeah you go and find dock leaves, dock leaves. yeah you know and that. they're usually next to each other yeah exactly so you know most kids in in england growing up in country england anyway would yeah. know that yeah I you do. know <laughs> so it's bog standard 101 so why don't we have that here and you know again going back to mark mark plotkin and this is the little rabbit hole i wanted to go down he set up a system in in um the, the villages and that that he was working with in northeastern um south america in the amazon where he, he instituted a program called the Shaman's Apprentice. <coughs> so what he did was, because he was noticing that the, all these shamans, with all this knowledge, this vast knowledge, the young guys weren't interested. Mm. They're too busy wanting to get a, 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 you know, <coughs> a PlayStation or an Xbox or whatever the hell it was. So he set up a program where the shamans were, were paid to teach and to share their knowledge. The students... <coughs> got a stipend to help them with their studies and, and because they, you know, yep. they couldn't go and do other things, so they got a small stipend. And they put together a book in, in, the, in the native language with all of the herbs. And it wasn't just um, herbs for vision quests or anything like that. This is mm. like medicinal herbs. So this is what you do if you get bitten by a snake. This yep. is the herb you use if you've got diabetes. This is the herb you use if you've got a cough, whatever the disease was. And you, this is how you use it. This is how you prepare it, all of that. And I thought, how brilliant is that? How mm. amazing is that? And why can't we be doing that here in this country? Yeah. With the local tribal people and the custodians of this land, wouldn't it be great to say, okay, instead of just throwing money at, at people and going here, you know, to cover up our um, guilt about, you know, mm. the shame fact that guilt. we, shame and guilt, and, and, and we, we want to say, sorry, here's some more money. Why not say, okay, we're going to institute a program whereby the elders mm. can then pass on their knowledge of all of the all of the medicines that are around us everywhere in this country and there's so much medicine and food and to say okay so and encourage the younger people and whether they're white or or tribal white or black it doesn't matter mm. encourage them to learn this knowledge so then again you know if you're out stuck out in the bush you know what food you can eat mm. you know where you know you've just been you know, bitten by wasps, or you stuck, you know, stepped on. Probably not even stuck in the bush. You probably well, just more camping. want to go into the bush if you had this sort of knowledge and connection. Yeah, as opposed to staying at home. Yeah, exactly. You know, so a getting people out and getting them to to, to connect to the land, mm. to connect to all this bounty that we have, and um, and then giving purpose, you know, to these amazing people who have all this knowledge. Instead of again the youngsters going, oh, you know, we don't want to know that shit. We want to, we want to buy a TV. We want to go watch the footy. We want to, you know, buy all these mod cons. Well, that's fine, but wouldn't it be nice to say, yeah, but you can go and learn 
this a wealth well. of knowledge. And this is, you know, we're not talking about, you know, a couple of hundred years or even a couple of millennia. We're talking hundreds of millennia, you know, mm. well, 60 to 80,000, you know, years of knowledge or 120,000 years of knowledge. That's a big library. That's a big mm. encyclopedia, you know. And again, go back to what I said before. Every time one of these elders dies, there's an encyclopedia that has just gone. Yes. Never, never to be, you know. It's the same with any of the tribes in South America that have gone extinct mm -hmm. in the last, last century, the 20th century, and even in this century. Mm. There are tribes that have gone extinct. They no longer exist as a people on this planet. And that whole body of knowledge that they had, that they'd collected over you know, hundreds of years or even longer, is gone. It's like the Library of Alexandria just burnt down again and mm. again and again. And there we go, we're back to my thing of living libraries. Yeah, and living libraries have, have gone, you know. So it's, um, I think it's really imperative and incumbent on us to go to these, the, you know, to do this, to say, okay, instead of, um, you know, I mean, sports is great, etc. but hey, let's, let's slip this in, you know. Let's, mm. let's say, okay, even if it's an elective at school, you know, at primary and high school, even if it's an elective, I'm sure there'll be lots of kids who go, Herbs, plants, yeah, yeah. I'll Sign do. me up for that. I'm, I'm in. I'm on. Yeah, I'm on. If I, if I'd had that choice at, at high school, it's like damn straight, I'm yeah. there. Because maths, you know, physics, chemistry, all those things, the sciences, I was never good at. You know, mm. because my brain just didn't function that way. I mean, in terms of the, the theory, mm. practical, not a problem. I could mix chemicals and you know do do all the experiments, not a problem. Mm. Couldn't explain how I did it, but I just knew how to do it. So, you know, you, you, everyone has a different way of learning. Everyone has different things that are going to pique their interest. You know, wouldn't it be nice to say, hey, do you want to learn about plants? Do you want to learn about herbs? Do you want to learn how to take care of yourself? Um, I know the corporate interests don't want to hear that. And, you know, it's not good for business. But mm. as, a, as an educational proposition, I think, it, I think it's great. I think it would be freaking fantastic. I love it. You know. To be able to have that as an option and so that yeah you know anyone can then say okay i have some basic knowledge i know what to do if i get sick or if i hurt myself i can i can attend to basic things you know obviously big you know big stuff we're going to hospital yeah yeah you know but a scratch or a bruise it's like no it's no problem mm. i'll just go and, do and we that. were saying that before you know big yeah. trauma yeah, big trauma, go to hospital, you know, yeah. small scratch. Hey, you know, grab a bit of that, scrunch it up. Cool. Dude, done, you know. I love it. Um, one of my students, this, is, this was an example, one of the students, because they all were dieting plants. And um, his example was yarrow. Um, and he said, you know, like seven years ago, he was in England or somewhere mm. um, or in Europe somewhere. And he'd hurt himself. He was in a, going on a bush work with a fellow who's... <coughs> Um, doing druidic work, etc. He said this guy just went into the into the forest or something, grabbed some yarrow, scrunched it up, stuck it on his cut. Five minutes later, bleeding had stopped, the pain had gone, and he was just going, "Oh my God!" Happy days. Yeah, happy days. Just a bit of yarrow growing by the wayside. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, so that was the little educational rabbit mm. hole, you know. Um, and while we're on that thread. This is going into the the witch witch witchery side of things. Mm. 
I, I look at that and go, you know, how much knowledge has been lost over the, over the years through that whole period of, of the, the Inquisition, etc., etc., and all of those people, men and women, who were burnt or killed as witches. Mm. And how much further on would we be in our health system mm. if that hadn't happened, if that hadn't occurred, if, you know, that knowledge hadn't been lost because I'm sure there are lots of, you know, folkloric remedies that just were gone mm. because they were, you know, in the in the brains and minds of those those people. And and it was just through being as as you said earlier, you know, tuning in. Yeah. Tuning into the plants, tuning into nature, watching it was normal. observing, you know, observing animals, observing what was going on in, in within the context of yeah, there was surrounds. observation, there was normalization, there was, yeah. this is where we're at, yeah. and this is what's happening. Yeah, and ex- ex- experimentation, you know, and um, I just think, wow, we, we, we really screwed up there. We really could have had far better understanding of, of the, the way that these plants work, how, you know, to use them in context, mm. and the benefits we would have got from them, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I think hmm, we we screwed up, um, but but having said that, let's learn from that, and then in in now go okay. So what can we do? You know, so there are there are people like myself, you know, some of my teachers who are out there that should be being utilised and saying okay, so we we're going to get you to do these classes in the in schools, or mm-hmm. even if you write a syllabus. Even if yeah. you write a curriculum, and not that you have to go to you know naturopathy school or uh, whatever and pay you know sixty thousand yeah, dollars. This is just basic stuff, you know. Every kid should know that what garlic does. Yep. You know, every kid should know what what um, nasturtiums do. Yeah. Every kid should know what sage does, what thyme does, you know, what rosemary does, what lavender does, what calendulas do. They're just basic, you know. They're just basic things. Mm. You know, so if, if kids had all of that knowledge, they'd go, oh, I've got a bit of a sniffle. Don't need to go and harass mum and dad. They just go to the kitchen, pull out a clove of garlic, chop that up, stir it in with a bit of honey or some oil, skull that, and they're like, okay, done. Yeah. I'm good. I'm out to play again. Not, oh, I've got, I've got a cold and I'm all snotty and it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You know, or they're just going to go, I'm just going to boil up the kettle and make up a little cup of sage and thyme tea because I'm feeling a bit shit. Yeah. yeah. Or I've got a bit of a cough, so, you know, I'll go and <clears throat> eat some thyme and, and some nasturtiums and that gets rid of it. But yeah. We've become a bunch of bloody whingers. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just resonating with that. It's being able to empower the kids to do great little things like that. Yeah. You know, so... And, you know, we are, we are improving, I guess. There's a lot of, I think I may have mentioned this in the last time we spoke, there's a lot of online research into plants and what, the, what their you know, chemical act- mm. constituents are, what they're doing, how they can be utilised, you know, the pros and cons, contraindications, etc. Yeah. But we could be doing mm. so much more, you know. Um, I mean, I presented one, one herb, one of the herbs I presented on the weekend in the workshop I was doing was Paudaco, which is a rainforest tree. Um, 
the chemistry of this of this plant is off the charts absolutely off the charts and there are there are compounds in there that are comparable and similar to some other plants which are antibiotic antiviral antibacterial yeah you know so you've got this plethora of, of possibility and this this in just one plant you have a whole pharmacy mm. and yet whilst they've identified a lot of these chemicals and they and given them names etc not not all of them have been studied to their full potential, yes. to their full capacity, you know. So, and again, I know this is not in the corporate interest, but, you know, there should be money being f given and, f and thrown at this research to say, hey, what's, what's the potentiality of this plant? Yes. What is the, what is the chemistry? <clears throat> How can we analyze this, uh, understand it, examine it and see what it does? In the human animal, in the in the whole yeah. human um, system, and then work with that, you know. So there's there's un, unlimited, you know. I, it's funny because my students say, "What's what's the top ten? What's the top ten herbs?" And I'm going, "Oh shit, garlic, <laughs> garlic." And so I had as I was going through, I said, "This is definitely in your top ten. And then, then I have to. Then I expanded it out to twenty, and finally, yeah. finally we got to fifty. And I said, "Okay, look, top ten, top twenty, yeah, <laughs> up to fifty. Because they were going, oh, what about this one?" It's like, "Oh, okay, there, you know," and slotting it in because some of these these plants. I mean, you could literally take half a dozen, say ten plants, and have everything that you need to fix everything. Yeah, done. Off you go. Job's good. Job done. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> you are now far more equipped for life. Yeah. And, and, you know, just to have those on hand, you know. And, and sure, there are issues with sustainability <clears throat> and, you know, preservation of species, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. I mean, some things are weeds, literally, in, in, in the, the def, you know, dictionary definition of weed. And they'll grow at the drop of a hat and, you know, you don't need mm. to do anything. They'll just pop up everywhere and all good and fine. Trees, not so much. You know, it takes a lot of time to grow a tree. Mm. So unless things are being, you know, farmed sustainably and unless they're being, you know, nourished and, and replanted, we're going to run out of some of these amazing plant medicines. Yeah. And a lot of them are coming from the Amazon, the, the ones that have got these <clears throat> unlimited chemical you know sort of pharmacological bounty, bounties Potential, in yeah. them in them and we're burning down the freaking amazon you know we're we're raising as in not yeah you know with raising a with a z the amazon to grow grow you know soy and cattle and you know to make mcburgers and we're losing hundreds of species of of potentially healing plants for what for corporate greed, for mm. so someone can have their Big Mac, you know. So, you know, someone's making a buck ton of money f for for short term gain. You know, it's it's yeah, it's a travesty. But um, yeah, the um, the, ke the chemistry thing. There's a really good book called Potter's New Cyclopedia, and whilst that's uh, in print, I mean, there's also mm. a, a bucket load of of online 
information that you can find about the chemistry of some of these plants. And that particular uh, publication has like over 1300 references in it to studies wow. and, you know, and that's, that's my, my go-to reference book to find out about um, <clears throat> what's in this particular plant or in that particular plant. Because, I mean, you need to know, you know, for basic, basic herbal medicine, you don't need to know these things, but for more complex, yeah. you know, formulae, you need to know how these things go together, what's in them, if there's any possible interactions, et cetera, et cetera, you know. Mm. Um, but you get, you, I, I open that, you, you want to go into a rabbit hole, that book's a rabbit hole. Right. You know, page one, it's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And you, and you keep going down and it's like, holy shit, who knew? And then it's like, oh no, I've got to put this down. If I, you know, yeah. like four hours later, it's like, I'm up to page five. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and it's like, what? You know, like, for example, we did nettle as one of, one of the herbs in this class I'm teaching. Yes. And so I started to go through it with them and say, let's look at the chemistry of this, this plant. Good old common stinging nettle. You know, in England, it's everywhere. everywhere in the summer. Everywhere <laughs> in the summer. You know, when I was there last time seeing my sister, we went out the back of their place, went, took the dogs for a walk, and it's like, oh my God, there was just nettle. Like, everywhere. Everywhere. Just, you know, leaves like this. It's like, holy shit, you know. So let's look at the chemistry of nettle, you know. Formic acid right there at the beginning. Formic acid is what ants have when they bite you, and that's what makes them sting. Yeah. which is in the little hairs yes. in, the, in the nettle. Then we keep going. Serotonin. Oh, hello. Yeah, hello. So you're feeling depressed? Have some nettle tea. Serotonin. Um, nicotinic acid. Caffeic acid. Um, Silicilic acid, which is this, 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 hair, skin, nails. Yep. Silica. If yep. you don't have that in your diet, <clears throat> you know, that's why people get, you know, poor um, nail integrity you know hairs not growing falling out etc it's right there in nettle you know and we and we kept going you know um minerals you know iron calcium you know you need calcium for bones and teeth and skin and it kept going and it's like so i just said so there you have a superfood you want to talk about superfoods and you're going to the health food shop and paying a buck ton of money for yeah. for x the new greatest and latest superfood Good, good old, yeah, good old common garden nettle, the stuff that everyone hates because it's you know it stings you and all that, and it's a weed. You've got food. You've got this medicine, this amazing, bountiful medicine chest mm. in one little plant, and that's that's one example. And then we went on to you know the powdaka, and then we went to yarrow, and yarrow, you know, it's it's got um, again, uh, what was it? Um, Salicylic acid, which is a painkiller, so good for right. pa for pain. And then it's got azulene in it, which is anti-inflammatory. And then it and it kept going and kept going and kept going. Wow. And then one of the students had a book, which is a, one of one of my go-to texts as well, called Herbal uh, Nutritional Herbology, hmm. by a guy called Mark Pedersen. And he's opening the book, and so I got the I took it off him for a moment, and I, and I just read through some of the herbs and the plants in there. And I said, so this one's got, you know, potassium, manganese, you know, um, silica, um, calcium, protein, and I'm, and I'm just saying to them, like if, if you just have this book and 
say you're vegetarian or vegan and people are going, oh, what are you going to do for protein? It's like, well, you see this plant here, it's got, you know, 22% protein per 100 grams. So I'm just going to eat 100 grams of that and I'm done for the day. I'm all good. Yeah, I'm all good. I got my protein, you know, or, you know, bones are feeling a bit weak, you know, um, hair's a bit brittle and that. I need a bit of calcium. Um, what am I going to do? Oh, look at this. <laughs> 7,000 micrograms of calcium per 100 gram, whatever, you know, that I'm, making, yeah. I'm making that up, but yeah. Whatever so, it is. Whatever it is, it's there. Yeah. So, you know, and I love the title, Nutritional Herbology. That's awesome. So he's just saying, okay, <clears throat> so you want to know what's in these plants? Here it is. Mm. You know, like cal- uh, cauliflower and broccoli, 33% protein per 100 grams. Mm. Bit of broccoli, bit of bit of collie, a little bit of lemon juice and salt. We're done. Woohoo! I've been well into broccoli for breakfast for a little while now. Yeah, you know, so as <clears throat> so that's you know like the whole the complexity of the chemistry in in the, in these amazing plants is off the charts. You know? Yeah. So you know, again, you know, this stuff should be funded. This stuff should be, you know, should could be competing interests yeah competing interests but should be in the forefront of our our you know health system and 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 part of education Mm. so that you know i mean shit if i as a kid i i loved playing with plants and i was as i just you know discussed in our last last encounter you know i was always in the bush eating stuff and doing stuff if someone had said hey guess what you can go to school and we're going to teach you about this stuff. I would have been as happy mm. as a pig in shit. You find a lot of kids would be as well. Oh, absolutely. I would have chance. just gone, woohoo. You mean I can, I can study and learn about how to use plants? And, um, yeah, and you're going to teach me this stuff? It's like hot diggy oh, damn. I just won the lottery, man. Mm. You know? Um, so, yeah. So, um, so I think we mentioned. I'll, I'll let you. you yeah. Talk for a minute so, I'm... so then we. I, I sort of touched on earlier on. Plant consciousness. Mm. Okay, and that that will lead me into like my little mycelium rabbit mm. hole. So plant consciousness. And hopefully trees too. And tree. Well, it's all it's all connected. Yes. So plant consciousness. You know we we as arrogant humans think that we're the only conscious species on the planet. Mm. Um, well, maybe not all of us, but a lot of us think that, you know, we're mm. superior. We're, we are worm food. <laughs> well, our physical bodies are anyway. The plants, plants are in communication all the mm. time. Plants are responding. I mean, there was a book called The Secret Life of Plants, which came out in the 70s. Brilliant book, you know, went through experiments about how plants responded to stimuli and... Um, you know, threats, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we know that, you know, if one plant's being attacked, it will send out chemicals to warn the other plants that, hey, I'm being attacked. You guys need to start getting your defenses ready and you know, steal yourself so that you don't get attacked by these, these critters that are attacking me or whatever it is. Um, we are surrounded by this all the time, mm. by plant consciousness. And um, what does plant consciousness mean when you say it? For me, it means there's an intelligence in each, every single plant, yep. you know. So I try to be as conscious as I can. 
I'm very connected to this land and my garden and all the plants in it. Mm. Um, so there's a symbiotic relationship there. So when I go and eat something from the garden, you know, the plants are offering it. Yeah. You ask, they ask. I ask, they give, I, I give back, I put mulch and, you know, water and all the nutrients like that, which will lead me to that little meme, um, that they require. And they're saying, yes, please take me. Unconditional. Yes. Unconditional love. If you want to see unconditional love, look in your garden. That's unconditional love. So, yeah, so there's this communication going on. And if you're still enough mm. and you're not caught up in 3D matrix rat race, where it's like, shit, i got to get up, it's 5.30, I've got an hour to get ready, hop in the car, drive for an hour and a half to get to my job and then sit in my office and under fluoro lights and then hop back in my car for an hour and a half, go home, scoff down a bit of, bit of dinner, maybe, you know, have a glass of wine to numb myself and de-stress, maybe get laid, maybe not, you know, go to bed, get up, do it again. If you have a chance to be able to, to be out there in nature and to be working with your garden, with your plants, <clears throat> eventually you start hearing and, you know, the little siren with the men in the white coats might be coming to get me and going, this guy's a loony because he's talking about hearing plants but you can, and it's not necessarily like you and I are discoursing now, mm. but there's a, a, an awareness that comes to you, and it's not you because, I mean, you can distinguish between your own thoughts and something external to you, and it's, it's nudging you a certain way or going, mm. hey, I need some attention here, or, you know, you need to harvest me now, or you need to pick me now, or... This is what I can, you know, offer offer you. Yeah. And that gets back to the shamanic practice of doing dietas with plants. Dietas. Yeah, dietas, which is what I did with my students, where I I made I gave them the the exercise of working with a plant. Yes. So doing a diet with or a dieta with a plant. Right. So you're communicating with the plant. So the only way to communicate with something is like you know you pat your dog or you pat your cat or they 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 have consciousness. Mm. You know, everything has consciousness. Yes. But we choose to not recognize or ignore that. The plants yeah. have consciousness. And when you work with a plant or a plant spirit, it will guide you. It will um, influence you. It will let you know what is required. Mm. And there's a relationship, just like you and I have a, a connection and a relationship. Or so you know, you with, knowing between the two of you. Yeah, like you have with your partner and you know, other friends that we, you know, mutual friends that we have, et cetera, et cetera. There's a connection. So you, you start to connect in with that particular plant consciousness. And every single plant has its own individual, yeah, sure, there's a fig tree out there and you go, oh, it's a fig tree. And then there's another fig tree there, they're the same. No, they're not. No. Not at all. Yeah. That's this fig tree, you know. That's that fig tree. Yes, they're the same genus and the same species. But it's like, you know, you and me, we're both men. But, but we're not the same. We're not the same. We're completely different. Yeah. Know? So that leads me to my, my, the mycelium connection. And, and this is to do with plant consciousness as well. Yes. So um, Mycelium meaning mushrooms. Mushrooms, yeah. The yeah. whole mycelium network, which is the plant internet, which is connected to everything. Mm. Like all, all Just plant explain life. that a bit further for someone who's not. Okay, so if you, if you <clears throat> listen to any of Paul Stamets' work, mm. um, Paul Stamets, the mycologist, he talks about the mycelium network and how that's fundamental 
to all plant life on the planet as the as the internet you know the web of of the plant world so it's in the mycorrhizal fungi help with with nutrients help you know mm. connect everything up so everyone knows what's going on etc cetera, etc cetera, you know so it's like plant facebook through the mycelial yep. network you know you know we're having a party over here mycelial network so about six weeks ago i was doing a very um deep meditation and i had this download and i sat with that for a while and went oh my god and what what the download was and and again mm. you know this is just my experience yep <clears throat> and again you know people go yeah you know possibly cuckoo lo loopy tunes what i got you wouldn't be the first wa real guest that people have thought <laughs> yeah. <that> about <laughs> what i got told was that the mycelial network connects all plant life yep. to to itself and all plant life is connected into the mycelial network and then the extrapolation of that was well so the plant consciousness of every single plant on the planet is connected into the mycelial network and vice versa so every plant has some some of the energetic component or the energetic um, awareness mm. of the mycelium so all the mushrooms on the planet are connected in and uh, their consciousness is in all of the other plants and vice versa right and so the it kept going and i went holy shit that's interesting so it was like so mm. when you're eating um you know a carrot you're also taking in the consciousness of all the other plants on the planet Yes. Or when you're eating a mushroom, like a you know, portobello mushroom or a shiitake mushroom or turkey tail mushroom or lion's tail, whatever it is, you're taking in the consciousness of all other plants on the planet. And I'm like, holy shit. So even even mm, wow. even though we have and vice versa. So so you you might be taking nettle in as a plant, and yes, you've got the individual chemistry of the nettle plant and Etc. Etc. But you also are having, in a in a very minute way, the consciousness of every other plant on the planet, whether it be medicinal, edible, or entheogenic. So my mind just went into this, yeah, almost like, oh my god. So I'm taking in this and this and this and this, and so and and what what it was was these plants came to me in this meditation and said. So when you are taking, you know, working with this plant, you're also working with me and vice versa. And I was, I was just left gobsmacked. This is like, <clears throat> this is like unified consciousness. Yeah, it was unified. Of the plant yeah, world. Yeah, of the plant world. Absolute unified consciousness. And, you know, that, that sort of knocked me off my seat for about a couple of hours. And I sat there with that going, how do I reconcile this? How do I, how do I even Connect. comprehend reconcile the vastness of that so it's like so being being vegetarian is you know i mean everyone well not everyone eats vegetables because of some people who just don't do veggies you know like mm. meat meat and potato yeah. um but then i went wow so i'm actually connected into this whole network of all plants in in, in a very minute way to some degree but also in a mm. much bigger way in, in other instances <clears throat> to all plants on the planet 
And I went, wow. So what you were saying earlier about like the absorption yes. of knowledge and, and the, you know, when I gave that example about my, my nana, mm. it is there. If we're, if we're tuned in enough and if we're receptive enough, mm. we will get taught everything that needs to be known about all of the medicinal plants and all the entheogenic, mm. you know. At the point we probably need them. At the point we need them. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh my fucking God. That one, that was, I guess that's what prompted me to say, I got to, I got to call Bryn. I've got to get mm. this out there because it's like, and you know, I may not be the first person who's, who's twigged to that or been given that information. But there's, I'm finding at the moment, because I have downloads or revelations or whatever you want to call them, and often they're things that on one level I know, mm. but then when they drop, they drop. Yeah, well, this one, this one was out of left. And then you just... Yeah, this one was out of left field for me because so, it was just, it was just a, a, a fucking... So, oh when, God, so the essence of it is, is that when I eat the carrot or the spear of asparagus That's, or whatever, um, I'm not just eating that. No. I'm also eating part of the mycelium network, mm. which is the internet, which is the world wide web. Of the plant world. Of plant world. Yeah. Through which the plant consciousness flows through. Yeah. And so when I eat whatever <coughs> I'm eating whether it is a mushroom or whether it is a vegetable. Yeah, or, or, or a medicinal plant. Or a medicinal, whatever it is. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm taking that on board. Yeah. So unified, so unified consciousness Yeah. on all levels, you know, because we all, we all eat to survive mm. and to live. So through, through the vegetable and, and plant kingdom, by ingesting any of these plants, Mm. we are connecting to that knowledge base it's like you know when okay so we go onto the web as we do and yeah. we, we type in in google search or ecosia search or duck duck go whatever it is yeah whatever search engine you're using and you type in whatever yep yeah downloads you know it's there and you can go oh, i'll go down that one and check yeah. this one and do the same same so thing is, is happening now? So is this now for you tapping into the the vegetables that you eat that consume and then become part of the cells that are your body and asking them questions? Yeah, yeah. So so it's like on on tap, you know, uh, we have access to this plethora or this vast encyclopedic knowledge that's out there. So you imagine if you know from a small child you get taught how to access that mm. instead of how to play games on your on your smartphone yeah wow yeah you know all of a sudden there's this and all of this information and knowledge would be available and accessible and to you yeah to you you know so um yeah i i when i got that download it's like oh my god i just need to be still be quiet not be distracted and tune in. So I'm going to learn so much more now. So this encyclopedia is going to get amplified to a whole nother level just by having that awareness. Mm. You know? And so I, I feel that um, the way I work with, with medicinal plants is going to change 
because my awareness is, is, is about it is changed. And so I'm going to be looking at them and working with them in a different way and, and tuning in more to go, so what else have you got? What else is So there? this is more tuning in to what they have to tell you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which then goes back to what I was saying at the start, which is about, do you need to know the thing or do you need to be able to tune into the thing? Yeah, and that's... Um, and, you know, there's... See, I've been playing for some time with this. Um, so there's the, there's the biologist, Rupert Sheldrake. Yep who talks a lot about morphic resonance and morphic fields. Yep. And for those who don't know, that is the idea that all our thoughts and memories are actually outside of us, not inside of us, mm. and that we tune into them through the transmission of our brains. One of the great things he puts forwards is that, you know, biologists have, um, or t doctors, physicians, have cut up brains but cannot isolate an individual memory no. in a brain. So where does it exist? And outside, mm. and that we tune into it, is consciousness. It, the consciousness is being, you know, like the, almost like in the space between you and I where we are right now. And it's in and amongst us all. And there's this lovely bit, because I was listening to one of his lectures where he said like, his son, who was doing his A-level exams, mm who had bought into obviously what his dad was telling him about morphic resonance yeah. was saying that, well, I can't remember what it was. It was a history exam or something like that. But he said, basically we have to answer 10 questions in long format. Yeah. So, so I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with question 10 and work and then back. work and then come to one and two, because everyone will be in front of me and they'll have brought it down. Yeah, and, I'll, right. and so, you know, the, the morphic a, field a, would already be there for yeah. me to tap into, which I did, thought was lovely. Did, did he get an A plus? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I just loved how, you know, playing with the theory. But So if we go back to morphic fields or morphic resonance, then, yeah, it, and knowledge and the knowledge of plants, et cetera, et cetera, <clears throat> you know, through the mycelium network, which is the physical manifestation mm. almost of the network. Yeah. There'll be more to it. Oh, way more to you it. You know, just the same as, as soon as when life leaves the body, then we're dead. So there is something <clears throat> different to life. Mm. There is something to the body functioning. Yeah. Between that and consciousness. And, I, you know, I did a podcast with a sleep expert, uh, Dr. Michelle O'Leaf, who was saying one of the most exciting things in sleep research at the moment is the fact that people can be conscious was their body is totally asleep. So therefore... You, you're talking about... Um, their, lucid, their brain, lucid, well, their brain lucid waves, dreaming. Well, their brain waves and everything is demonstrating deep sleep. Yeah. They, they, are, con they are conscious. Right. So that demonstrates that almost like the consciousness does not solely reside in the brain. No. It's not just a function of your brain being awake or asleep. No. The brain is part of the transmitter, which is part yeah, of the, the consciousness. Brain, the brain is... So you know, what we're talking about now is... And that's... That, if I'm honest, that's what, sit, that's what I'm testing. And that's what sat behind my opening question of about, do we need to write it all down? Or, as you're saying, you're starting to work with plants in a different way. If you were going to go and teach people now, is it more you teach them the encyclopedia? Or maybe you give them the basics like you would do at school. Yeah. But then the rest of it is... Now I'm going to teach you how to tap into the plants, to tap into their <coughs> knowledge so they can tell you, oh, actually, it's this plant over here which you've never heard about, but just, yeah, just, just 
just put it in some tea and drink that every day for the next seven days and you'll be all right. Yeah. Okay, thank you. And you trust and you lean into it. Yeah. Well, the knowledge is all there and it's available. I mean, you know, I, I guess we have this... Um, we've been programmed mm. to believe that we need to have, you know, information. Yeah. That we need to have text, etc., etc. Yeah. And obviously in teaching we have to cater to that that need and that mm. desire but i mean i try and make it like quite often i'll get people contact me from other states etc etc and say do you teach online and i say no no right i say you have to be here it's experiential mm. it's very hands-on and it's exchange energy yeah and you're going to learn by just being here yeah um and you know we did a bit of a, a, a walk out through the garden here on, on, on Sunday morning. And I said, you know, here's this plant, here's this plant, you know, just look at this one, smell this one, taste this, you know, um, and, and get your own impressions, mm. you know. So, so ideally what would be great is like some of the, um, in England, some of the herbariums and the, the physic gardens, you know, like the physic gardens in, um, where is it? In England, there's this, what they call the physic garden. The big domes? No, no, no. They're like these, these walk-through gardens where there's lots of different herbal plants and you can... Uh, yeah. I can't remember the, the, the town that it's in, but there's, there's mm. this, yeah. So, you know, where you can actually go and experience by, by just being in, in this place. So eventually here, my plan is to have a whole little walkways with little seats. And, yeah. Um, places where people can go and sit in a little grove where there's mm. all these different medicinal plants and they can sit quietly, tune in, see what they get taught mm. or what they, what they can pick up from the plants. You know? um, yeah, one of the things I, was, I mentioned earlier when we, we first, before we started, was about divisiveness. Mm. The, one of the, the things, and I spoke about unconditional love from plants because they give, you know. Mm. And, um, you know, did I, mention the, uh, did I mention the meme? Did I talk about the meme? Not yet. All right, yeah, the meme. We'll, we'll go to the meme in a minute. So, you know, plants aren't divisive. Yes, there are some plants that work really well with each other that are companion plants, and there are some plants that are antagonistic to each other through their chemistry and whatever. But they don't go, well, I'm, I'm, I'm black, I'm white, I'm... I'm gay, I'm, I'm trans, I'm lesbian, and I, I might cop a bit of flack with this, but, you know, there are some plants that are hermaphroditic, there are some plants that are, um, you know, bisexual in their nature and self-reproducing. They don't care. They're not going around going, well, you know, mm. I, I'm, a, you know I'm a fig tree, so you can't, you know, you guys can't yeah, yeah. play on my... I don't identify with you. I don't identify with you and you can't play on my turf because I'm a fig and we, we, you know, we, are, you know, we are the best. You know, why there for me is this example of A, unconditional love, but also the way to live. And when you walk out in this garden mm. here and in nature, everything is in harmony. If something doesn't work somewhere, it'll root itself somewhere else. Yeah. You know? And all the plants that work together really well thrive, yeah. you know. And yeah. you go out there and go, oh my God, look at that. That's just doing the business and it's really lush and mm. everybody's happy. It's like, yep, you know. Why, why, why can't we, the supposed superior species, 
be doing supposed. yeah be doing that mm. you know and i know we're talking about herbs and herbal medicine but you know i mean that's the um that's that's the small umbrella and the large umbrella is the plant kingdom yes so for me this it's is what like, you're now talking about yeah is let's look at that guys you want to see a model for harmonious living you want to see a model for symbiotic relationship and and support there it is we just walk outside this door now and it's right there in mm, our faces I'll look out the window right now look there at, it is. I, yeah i'm having to twist where well, i'm looking out this window and there it is you know so we we are being shown and and you were t- what we were talking about about that morphic field in the consciousness yeah. it's right there you know it's in our faces all the time nature's going hey monkeys yeah check this out this Big is head. this is how you could be living you know you want harm, harmony and peaceful you know coexistence mm. here we are we're doing it space for everyone to be individual there's no Dude. there's no tree telling another tree you gotta do it like this no there's no tree saying oh i don't like you because you're you've got red leaves and i've got green leaves mm. you know no it's just like yep i'm dropping my leaves now and i'm feeding the floor of the forest which is going to feed you and then i'll get my leaves back you will drop some leaves which will feed me everybody's happy Mm. complete harmony and coexistence you know which is going this is sort of segue into that meme which mm. is the one i told you about earlier but you, well, the, me, the, tickled you. the one that tickled me yeah it's like i thought i was pretty cool until i realized plants eat eat oxygen and poop out oh, sorry eat sunlight and poop out oxygen <laughs> and it's just like yeah that's great you know can we do that no no i wish you know wouldn't that be nice and simple you know Sunlight, oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to tell me about trees? Uh, that was that was the that was the thing, the, the connection through the mycelial network, yes. and um, how they're feeding all of that information about what they're capable of into the into the mycelial network, mm. which is going into all the other plants plus the spirits, you know, like of these jarra trees, of the fig tree, it's mm. all there. So every time I'm utilizing the stuff that's growing under the fig tree, like the white sage or the periwinkle, this, I'm talking about the garden just out here, mm-hmm. all of that information and energy of the fig tree is in, in those plants. So I'm, I'm harvesting white sage from out there and periwinkle and I'm making them into medicines. So that's going into the medicines that I'm making, which is then going into the the formulae that i'm making which is then going into the people yes that i'm i'm giving the herbal formulas to yeah so this transmission of knowledge this chemistry and chains yeah and cells moving yeah moving backwards and forwards forwards backwards and forwards backwards and forwards and we don't once you start to think about it or, or let it settle in not so separate really are we very unseparate you know very unseparate and that's how connected <clears throat> everything is the interconnectedness of all is in your face all the time every day and we just need to stop for a moment it's like paul and i were talking about over over our meeting this morning you know if we just stop and stop chasing the dream. Stop chasing the illusions. It's right there. It's it's like right there in your face, saying, "Oi, this is what 
is actually going on. This is how connected we are. You don't need the internet to mm. be connected. We are connected mm. through everything. You know? One of the things, it's interesting through my journey with the podcast because it, it's almost like messages keep coming back or, mm. or from it, then I get downloads myself. And the two sort of things that keep coming back to me when I consider the internet, as we know it, is is an external manifestation of what's internally going on. Mm. I am connected, I'm connected to you, not only in the fact that we share cells, but also, you know, I'm communicating with you on so many other levels now, I don't even, I'm not even consciously aware of half of them. Are, are, are any of us consciously aware of yeah. half of them? And also, one of the things that I found, you know, for a short period of time, I had to move to Zoom podcast during the lockdown. Mm. Now on one level, they weren't as n nourishing because I hadn't got everything that's going on here. But on another level, I found that I could connect with someone irrespective of time and space. Yeah, of course, yeah. Because they, they could be on the other side of the world in a different and time And I'm not just zone. talking about connect in terms of the screen. No. But I could actually, I took a moment before we click start to actually just lock in and find them. Yeah. And, and so the internet, the external internet is is an external representation of internally what's going on from an energetic level and also where we're connected to the plant kingdom and everything else. And the second thing I found is that how do you go, how do you actually find the thing that you're after on the internet? Well, here's the mechanics of it. You put up Google or whatever you want to use and then you ask a question. And if the question's not quite giving you the answer, you need to refine the question and refine the question until, bang, you find what you're after. Mm. Maybe a bit of searching as well. Yeah. Maybe that searching helps you to refine the question, refine the question until <clears throat> you get the answer. Mm. So why are we not refining the question we're asking ourselves of the internal internet rather than so if we can do it externally, we can do it internally. Because when we... we Why, what is my purpose? Why am I here? Yeah. I seem to have this ailment. How can I fix myself? Yeah. Because we're not taught, which mm. gets me back to my, my education. original education. If we were taught those things right from the mm. beginning, day one, mm. okay, so you're feeling a bit unwell, you know, you've got a bit of a tummy ache or you've got a headache, what can you do? Tune in, tune in mm. to the whole connected web of the plant kingdom and the answer will present itself. It's like, you need to take me and it's screaming at you. The plant's screaming, it's like, pick me, pick me. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh, okay, so maybe I should take that. Wow, my headache's gone. Oh, gee, my stomach ache's gone. Oh, so mental note or little scribble note on the on the um, pad on the fridge. Um, had a had a gut ache. Mm. Tuned in. Um, fennel called me. Had some fennel. Chewed it. Chewed it. Twenty minutes later, stomach ache gone. N note to self: fennel good for stomach aches. Mm. That simple. And so, then you start writing the operating manual and the gospel according to yourself. Yeah, exactly. And you know, we all. You know, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a teacher and I teach people how to work with plants and what to do and, you know, the, the science and the, the chemistry and all of that stuff. 
But ultimately what I'm trying to get them to do is say, look, you are your best doctor for the small stuff. Mm. You know, sure, there are surgeons that are really good at, you know, putting your, your, your busted leg back together or, 100%. you know, taking out your, your manky appendix that's just exploded and completely toxified your body mm. and taking you to the point of death. You know, there are guys that do that. That's what they specialize in. Go see them for that. But you've got a headache, you've got a stomach ache, you've got menstrual cramps, you've got, you know, you just kicked your toe, you bruised your toe, whatever. You, if you're tuned in, the plant kingdom, which is, again, as I said, completely unconditional love, will guide you and tell you what you need to use. Mm. And the plants are screaming at you going, Oi, you, monkey, pick me, because that's what you need right now. Yeah. And that leads me into a little segue about magic mm. and spell work. Yeah. And we're spelling all the time because here we are speaking yeah. and spelling. Um, <clears throat> so if, you look at, if we look at magic and we look at um, the texts on magic and what different plants have been used for in the magical context for spell work. Mm. And what do you mean by magic and spell work then? Just so Okay, so, so the, the, Wiccan, um, the Wiccan sort of what was considered witchcraft, yep. that sort of magic spell work, you know, it's all magic. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, for example, you know, you took someone from the 14th century and plonked them here in this century and showed them this, they would go, whoa, magic, witchcraft, you know. Yes, all it is is technology. Witchcraftery. Yeah, witchcraftery. Whoa, you're actually... <gasps> your, fa your face is appearing on that little box? My God. Yes. You know, it's, um, all, all it is is utilizing technology and energy, which we've spoken about, in a specifically directed way. That's all yes. magic is. You speak, you direct, you have intention. That's a result. Yeah. So... Um, Again, the thread that comes through is that that's one of the things I teach in my classes as well, you know, which is about the magical properties of some of the plants that we work with and how they've been utilized for what purpose. And I try and correlate those assigned magical properties mm. with the medicinal actions and properties. And I say, well, yeah. you know, so your correlation would be and you have to realize that a lot of this stuff has come from, you know, pre-literate culture and, you know, very superstitious times when people would go, ooh, you know, vampires, whatever. Um, so, you, you know, like alfalfa was one and alfalfa is a nutritive mm. in, in terms of its medicinal actions. One of its assigned magical properties is it staves off hunger. So you see the correlation, you know, it's... A, it stimulates yeah. appetite. It was assigned to in anti-hunger spells, you know, to stop you feeling hungry. And there's a whole bunch of correlations, you know, that, yes. you, can, that you can assign. But it, it comes back to intention. So having, having that awareness and that knowledge of those particular assigned properties also affects purely by energetic intention the the action of that particular herb does, i don't know if, does that make any sense like it makes sense it in my me. brain yeah 
it makes sense. So like, for example, <clears throat> I think I spoke about this the last time we spoke, was that if I'm making up a, um, a, a mixture of, of mm. a particular herb or a, a mixture of different herbs, I'm aware of some of the different magical essences or pop properties. You know, that, that can influence mm. the way that I energetically... you intent into it. Yeah. You're I not Facebook in, got YouTube on the background no, and all that crap. No. So, you know, if I'm aware that this <clears throat> particular herb is, it was good for, you know, say a love spell, you know, and you've got someone who's having heart issues, like physical heart issues, mm. you know, possibly they have a broken heart, literally have a broken heart because they've, you know, been with someone they love dearly and the relationship has ended or that person has died or whatever. And so, you know, having that awareness that, okay, this is this, like, for example, hawthorn berries, you know, you know, the hawthorn trees from England. Yep. Grow in May, white flowers everywhere. That is specifically a cardiac tonic. Right. And it's also hypotensive and hypertensive. So it balances blood pressure. But one of its, one of its magical properties is, is it's used in love spells. Right. So, you know, you have this energetic, you know, um, folkloric, for want of a better word, folkloric use, yet you have the physical, actual, chemical, chemically proven use because of the cardiac glycosides that are in Hawthorne mm. that we know have an effect on the physical heart, yep. on the heart muscles that tonify and strengthen. And uh, it's also um, has saponins in it, which clear arter arteriosclerosis and cholesterol from the blood vessels. So obviously if you've got blood block blood vessels, you're going to have hypertension. So it's clearing those. Mm. So a purely physical actions, it's getting rid of plaque and, and cholesterol. So your blood vessels aren't clogged up. So the blood flows better. So your heart rate, yep. blood pressure goes down, but yet on an energetic level yep. and a magical level for one, again, one of a better word, just a different technology, it's actually curing your heartache. Mm. And it's allowing you to love again. Yeah. Because if your heart is healed on a physical level, but also on an energetic level, you're then open again to receive, to receive or to be loved. Mm. You know? And the emotion of the heart, it, the negative emotion is sadness. But the positive emotion is, is you know, joy and love. So can you see the correlation yeah, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to make between the, yeah. between the magical side the of things and, and the purely uh, uh, physical, physical, yeah, physical, medical model. So you've yeah. got these two, two technologies. And again, getting back to my education, Technology. Edu educational oh. premise. Yeah. Imagine combining that, those yeah. two technologies or those two modes of thinking into one. And, and imagine teaching that to kids and going, Hey, guess what? So back in the day, you know, back in, you know, 13th, 14th, you know, 12th century, this is, this is how these, these plants were used in a folkloric sense. So here we are today, we're in the 21st century. So we have all this research mm -hmm. and we know that this particular herb has XYZ compounds in it. We know that XYZ compounds affect, you know, the smooth muscle in the heart. They will dilate you know, I'm using the heart as, as an example. They'll yep. dilate the blood vessels, which will increase blood flow, which will lower blood pressure, and they get rid of plaque. Let's marry those two technologies 
And look what we have. We have this holistic ideology and system which can be utilized. So whether you believe it or not, it doesn't matter. Mm. You know. So again, going back to those times when they didn't have the science to all the, all the, the technical um, educational capacity or, or knowledge to, to say, well, this is why this particular plant helps your heart. So they would assign, you know, from through superstition or through their limited understanding and education, they'd say, oh, yes, you know, we, we use this in a spell and it, it makes you fall in love again. Yeah. They didn't understand the, tech, you know, the technical aspects of it or the chemistry or the, you know, the medical actions of it. But we knew that, you know, if you had Hawthorn, your heart, you know, in your physical heart, you might have felt better, but energetically, metaphorically, you know, your heart lightened up and you felt more open and blah, blah, blah. So do you get where I'm coming from? Absolutely. You know, so I, I think, well, let's marry that, those, that knowledge. You know, let's take the knowledge from all of these yeah. different, different streams. Whether it's technical, folkloric, spell. Yeah, chemical, whatever. Because they're all coming in. Yeah. To a similar place. And put it together, you know, and then you have this holistic system of education that we could be teaching so that people are much better equipped to look after their own health. It would take the pressure off the medical system. Mm. You imagine instead of every Tom, Dick and Harry goes in because they've got a headache or they, they, you know, bruise their toe or, you know, they scratch them or whatever, mm. you know, you can imagine it's like, so we're only going to deal with real emergencies and, you know, people actually dying and, you know, not because you've got a head cold or you've got a migraine. You know? Yeah. You've taken care of that at home, but you know, you just you've just in a motor vehicle accident and you're all busted up. Yes, we're rushing you into emergency, we're putting you into 100%. surgery. Fix, you know. Mm. Not you're coming in because you, you know, sprained your toe. And it's like, get out of here. You know, you're wasting our time and, and resource, you know? Tell me about the relationship between plants and more you know, we've talked about very physical things. Yeah. Uh, tell me about the relationship between plants and more mental and emotional blockages. All right. So, as as I've just mentioned before, like the emotion of the heart. You know, you have the emotion of the liver, the kidneys, the the spleen, mm. the digestive system, all these things. So, again, every plant has its own individual chemistry which is obviously having a physical effect mm. on the physiological physiology of the body. But there's an energetic quotient or an energetic component which comes, comes into play through, again, this, this magical assignation, I think, assigning of properties or, yep. you know, because if we, if we believe, you know, if we all believe as a collective that this particular plant affects your your heart energetically it's there it's in the consciousness it's in the yeah. morphic energetic field like yeah. like Sheldrake's talking about yeah so that morphic, the bridge is solid yeah the bridge is there it's just the, dot, the dots are already connected mm. so it's not such a big journey no and i've i've noticed in my um my clinical practice that i mm. i've i've made up herbal formulae for people given it to them and i've said to them you know look this may affect you in this way, energetically or emotionally. And they're looking at me like, what are you talking about? I said, well, you know, this herb is good for the liver. 
Um, the liver holds the emotion of, in the negative, holds the emotion of anger. So that may come up for you. And they'll come back four weeks later and go, oh man, I went through hell. Yeah. You know? I'm like dished there was, to tell. Yeah, there was a couple of days there where I was just an absolute beast, you know? I was <clears> just, <throat> shouldn't have been around anyone because I was raging like, you know, a bull in a china shop. Yeah. And I go, well, yeah. And then other times, you know, I might give them, say, rose, rose flowers, which are for the heart, you know? And you, everyone knows, you know, what do you give when, you, when you're trying to butter someone up? You give them roses, you know? Yeah. Because they make everyone smile and it's for the heart and love, we associate love with that. And I say to people, look, you know, I've just put some rose, rose um, you know, petal tincture into your mixture. Some sadness may come up and they go, oh, yeah, whatever. And they'll come back and go, oh, man, you know, I had this day and I was just, I don't know why, but I was just in tears. And I'll, and I'll just say, remember, mm. remember when we had that consult and I said, this may happen? Go, oh, yeah, that's right. Mm. And, it, you know, it doesn't have to be conscious, you know, because we, we suppress and block and, you know, yeah. psychology 101, you know, psychotherapy, they will all tell you that we, we squash and hold memories from trauma because it's too hard. You know, you get people who've been sexually abused poddling along in their life. They think that they're fine, they're fine, they're fine. They'll do some sort of therapy. It'll come to the surface and all of a sudden they'll remember that when they were three or two or whatever it was, you know, someone, neighbor, f babysitter, father, whoever, abused them. And then all of a sudden the floodgates open and then boom. So I, I hold that all herbs how are we doing for time good, good? yeah keep going yeah. all herbs have an energetic component and all herbs will elicit to those that are open enough to be receptive or receptive enough to be mm. open for it to allow will elicit an emotional response and that gets back to plant spirit and plant, con plant consciousness mm. so every plant has its own consciousness and every plant has its own vibratory frequency, which has been proven yep. scientifically. People have put, you know, little diodes and or whatever electrodes on plants, mm. measured frequency. The work that they do with Dam and Her, which Alison would have spoken yep. to you about, with the trees and and sing, the singing plants and plant music. And I've got one of those machines. You can hear the plants singing. Um, Amazing, aren't they? Yeah, incredible. But yeah, so there's this there's this frequency going on and, and so every plant is going to tap into or trigger something you know in us because the plant consciousness is interfacing with our own consciousness it if it's affecting a specific organ or system in the body it's going to elicit or release the emotion that we're holding if it's a negative emotion or a positive emotion we'll release that from the um from the particular organ um, good example is borage, which unfortunately is a scheduled plant in this in this country, for reasons which I won't. That's another little rabbit hole we could go down. Let's not go there. <laughs> anyway, expanding consciousness. Yeah, expanding consciousness. And awareness. Yeah. yeah. Um, in in the folkloric um, tradition, one of its folk names is herb of gladness. Okay. Right. And the reason it's called herb of gladness is because it stimulates the adrenal cortex, and uh, it's an adrenal tonic. And it's really good for um, adrenal fatigue. So, you know, if your mm. ad adren adrenal you, glands are working well, 
Yeah. And you know they're doing what they should be doing by you know producing adrenaline, etc. And they're not fatigued because you've been under too much stress or you've drunk too mm. much coffee or all of the above. Then you feel good. You feel energized. You've got energy to work. So of course you're feeling glad. So an appropriate folk name, you know. So yeah, it's it's and particularly you know I I did an <coughs> interview with a a gentleman who was in who's in the SAS for eight to ten years. Wow. Burnt himself yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. PTSD. Yeah, of course. Adrenal fatigue. Yes, of course. Because always switched on. Bang, yeah. bang, 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 bang. Yep. So, um, yeah. I'm just trying to think if there was any other little nuggets. That you particularly wanted to cover. Yeah, um, just give me one sec. That's fine. Um, yeah, there was one little note that I, I wrote down about balance. You yes. Know, you know, nature always, always comes to balance, always finds balance. Homeostasis. Yeah, the homeostasis of nature is always there. You know, we are the ones who are out of balance. You know, and if we just for a moment, you know, come back into balance. We find that things flow. You know, nature doesn't. Nature doesn't struggle. No. You know, does there, a lot of things with grace and ease. Yeah, absolute grace and ease. There's, there's some, you know, um, tracks or passages in the Bible. You know, I'm not, and I'm not Christian, but I do believe there are nuggets in all, you know, yeah. all texts. You know. Uh, you know, behold the lilies of the field, you know, without effort they grow and bloom. And I don't, that's not an exact quote. And please don't, you know, try and burn me at the stake. Any, any, any Christians out there who might go, that's not what it said. But, you know, that was the basic guess was, you know, look at nature. Nature doesn't struggle. Nature doesn't strive to achieve. It just mm. does, you know, without effort, it just with is. ease it just and grace, it does, you know. I Rose, mean, you know, after we, after we finish here, we're going to have some nosh. You know, and I'm just going to walk out in the garden and pick a few bits and bobs and chuck them on a plate for you. And it's like, wow, how did that happen? Eat sunlight, poop oxygen. <laughs> Love it. A <laughs> bit of water and, and a bit of, bit of uh, horse, you know, or sheep or cow poop. We're done. We're on. Yeah. And it's all, it's all on. Yeah. So, yeah. I saw you scribbling some things down there. Was there points? I was just taking notes. Oh, you're taking notes. I thought it was like, oh, shit, he's going to hit me with a question. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I guess. I guess that was. Do you feel like you've got it all out? I, well, I'm sure I'll go. Ah, oh, shit! I should have said, said that. Yeah. Um, I think. I think that's probably it. But yeah, it was. It was. I think the education push was was a really big thing for me. Yeah. And I think you know the preservation of knowledge and then you know tuning in. Oh, that's what I was going to say. You you imagine imagine that you know if if we could have like specific definitively tailored areas, like Kings Park, for example, but even better, even more than that, like really densely populated areas, you know, that it was specifically in every suburb where you could just go and walk through and 
they were like the physic gardens, full of medicinal mm. plants and full of little groves and mm. nooks and crannies where you could go in and just sit and tune in mm. and you know, like it, like Zen gardens, I guess, but but yeah. even even more so, so that there were more there were so. specifically assigned spaces that people could just go and sit and tune out of 3D madness for a while and go, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit here. I'm just going to close my eyes and breathe and just soak in the ambience and tune into what's... Nature is screaming at us. It is. Constantly screaming at us and telling and what us What always stuff. makes me laugh is when you, when you, drop, when you drop into it. Mm. So, so I found myself even on the drive up here mm. whereby, <coughs> you know, you got... Got something playing, someone talking, because I like to listen. I'm always taking stuff on board, and da 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 da. And then, you know, I sort of got because I've come from just south of the river near the coast, and I just got sort of around about near the airport, and all of a sudden it was like, fuck, I'm just going to switch that off. Mm. And we're going to just drive in silence. And then about five or ten minutes later, it's all of a sudden it's like, woof, here I am, trees mm. and open space and not a lot else and winding road and wow look at it all look at it all look at it all yeah. and it's sitting there going we're always here we are always here yeah. and then it's you're, you that's gone yeah and then you're in Sawyer's Valley amongst the whole yeah you know bunch of trees and it's birds are singing and it's quiet and yeah and it's there it's just humming mm. with vitality and and consciousness and information there is this again going back to what i said earlier there's a megaton stream a mega i don't know what past quadri yeah, quadribytes yeah. whatever bytes yeah, yeah. we're past gigabytes bajillion <laughs> yeah yeah bajillions of bytes of information just screaming to get in screaming to get in waiting for us to just drop all of the bullshit and yeah, go the distraction okay, i'm going to listen I'm going to switch off the radio, turn off the phone. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I heard. Yeah, it's there all the time. I hear it all the time. Yep. Yeah. And you imagine, you know, like... Um, I can hear it right now. <laughs> imagine this. It's just, this has just come to me now. And yeah. That, and, and there are some places that do that. And I think there was a guy called... Uh, there's a guy called Monty... <clears throat> Dan, Don, Monty Don, he's, he's an English gardener. And one of his episodes, he went to um, some, see some friends in France and they have this beautiful cafe. It's all outside and you're sitting amongst the grapevines and mm. plants and all that. Imagine if we had cafes all, all over the place that were like that, where you, you were in nature. Yeah. And, and there was one other place that he went to where everything that was presented in the, in the restaurant was from from outside. from outside and he went in to speak to the chef and he said so what's on the menu today he said oh we had this beautiful uh you know soup with x and and you know with this we have a l abundance of these today so that's going to be mm. you know the entree and then we've got this amazing you know broccoli and whatever it was and that's going to be part of the so the menu is not set the menu went... the menu is on the day what's growing but the setting is what I was going for. Yes. So you were, you're sitting outside Side. in this beautiful garden 
looking at what you're about to consume and there's this interconnectedness of everything because so the plants are right there and there's like yeah that's that's what you're you're just about to eat us you know yeah, this yeah, is yeah. what we're giving you hey unconditional love, yeah man. unconditional love bang you know and wouldn't it be nice so that imagine imagine going to a cafe or, or a restaurant where as part of your experience you know you arrive at say 8 30 or 8 o'clock and there's a little guided tour through the garden mm. and it's like yeah this is to do these things and these plants and this is good for this and this okay and there's another one at 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 lunchtime and then there's another one in the afternoon mm. or even if there was just two a day so before you actually go in and have your breakfast or before you go and have lunch you get a little guided tour which tell gives you a little bit of again education a little bit of information about all of the plants that are going to be where we're working with today and that we're serving mm. so you're going to have some nice you know peppermint and calendula tea and then you know we've got this lavender conserve with a you know side of mm. of i don't know muffins with xyz in them you know it's a restaurant called harvest in a place called nuribar just outside of byron bay oh okay right i was there in october of last year yeah and as you're having your six course degustation meal the local forager comes to tell you what's in it because he's gone and foraged it for right you. okay yeah and that was mega yeah yeah like oh yeah and wouldn't it be nice if yeah he's telling you what's in it but what those things, things are, do do and what they're yeah good, what they're not good just for, for the taste and not, flavor yeah and not look, yeah not the look what flavor, they do. Taste. yeah what they're doing wow wouldn't that be fucking awesome so any entrepreneurs out there come and see me we'll talk yeah and we can start the whole whole chain of um educational cafes and restaurants love it yeah love it <laughs> you think, know I think I'm almost... You, you're done. I've almost hit the wall, yeah. Hit the wall. Yeah, it's quite, not quite the two hours we did last time. Not quite the two hours we did last time. No. Um, this isn't going to be the last conversation we have. I know that for sure. Because <laughs> there'll be more that comes up. Well, I mean, I you the know, phone call. There, there, are, there are areas that we could go into, but um, how... Uh, yeah, how well they would be met with within the context of our um, framework of of society, our societal framework may not may not go down so well. I mean, if we were in a different country in a different setting, probably be welcomed with open arms. And, mm. Yeah. So, yeah, mm. that's another story. It's another story. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, we will. But um, I have to say, same as last time, it's like talking to this encyclopedia that just has been thinking about stuff living stuff feeling it the way through it and i've super valued the time again yeah thank you it, um, um i actually felt like it was I, I was super flattered when you um sent me the message last week and went should we do round two i was like yes wow <laughs> yeah I, I i guess that um sorry i'm just just scanning to make sure I haven't missed anything. If I have, that's fine. We'll get we'll get to it another time. I I guess my my passion for for this work with the, with plants is I want to I want to get it out there, and I also want to be able to share it, but also 
teach people or educate people to how simple it yeah. can be. What, like, again, going back to my class on the weekend, I did some very, very basic, I did three things. I did some more complicated preparations, but three basic preps. I just set up the little, the little coffee table there in front of them and I went, okay, we're gonna do X, we're gonna do a wine, we're gonna do a vinegar, we're gonna do an oil. So just before that, I went out in the garden, picked a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. And I had some dried herbs that I worked. So one of the, one of the girls had brought up a bottle of really nice um, sweet red wine, okay set up the jar and I, I've actually got videos of that coming because I had a friend yep. here taking videos and photos mm. and I went bang so we're going to do this herbal wine so this is what it's good for this is the herbs I'm putting in it this is what it'll be good for done two minutes done seal shake we're done herbal vineyard chop 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 so we're going to make a we made a um an Asian Indian style herbal oil sorry yeah with you know curry leaf and chili and garlic and mm. a few other things and then we made a mediterranean style vinegar which had sage and and rosemary and some fennel and garlic done done literally 10 minutes and i'd done three preparations and i just said to them look so you know christmas is coming up in where are we july yeah six months by the by, Christmas time you can have a whole bunch of stuff ready. Mm. It's You've been got, nicely percolating. Yeah, it's been nicely right? percolating. You've got all your Christmas shopping done, and it's cost you a hundred bucks. There you, you know, go. So you've given someone, you know, because you know Fred likes his red wine. You've given him a nice herbal red wine. You know, you know, your you know, auntie or uncle, whoever really likes their you know Asian cooking. You just give them the herbal oil to cook their Asian food. And then, you know, so-and-so really likes their garden greens in their salad. You've just given them a nice vinegar. Bang. Done, right. dusted. And at the same time, you've helped their health. Yes. With some really simple, basic things. Mm. So. Awesome. Go the herbal preps. <laughs> go the herbal preps. Debunker, it's been awesome. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, and we're, we're starting to lose light. So this we're is starting to lose light. Yeah, a bit, it's starting yeah. to get a bit dimmer. But um, have you got any last pieces of nuggets you want to share with anyone? <laughs> yeah, that's... Just big, big chunk up, that, like the, I asked you last time, if you could yeah, stick one, one thing into the collective consciousness. Learn, educate, you know, take, take, take responsibility. This is, this is my nugget. Take responsibility and take back or empower yourself by learning. And I'm not saying do a course with me, you know, do an online course, just grab a book, just read yeah. and learn and, and, and find out what, what it is that you can do to enhance and improve your well-being. And, and by, by doing so, the roll-on effect, it affects everything in your life. If you're fit, you know- And you, everyone. And everyone in your life, you know, if you're feeling good, you're feeling energized. Everyone's great, you know. Life is good. You go home, see see your girl. You're all happy and mudgy with her. She's going, wow, this is great. You know, Bryn's really on top of it because you're not feeling like shit. Yeah. Whereas if you're feeling sluggish, you haven't got much energy. You get a bit crabby. You know, you know, you know, you your digestion isn't working properly. You're not sleeping well. And the roll-on effect of that is in a few weeks, you're like 
blah. You know, or you've got a bit of a sniffle, you've got a bit of a, you know, tummy ache, a headache, or whatever it is. Mm. Whereas if you're feeling uplifted, you're feeling healthy, you're feeling vital, bang, 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 everything's going. Boom, 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 boom. So by educating yourself and knowing that, hey, I can just, you know, if I'm feeling a bit sniffly, I can just go and pick some sage and a bit of thyme and rosemary, a bit of peppermint, chuck it in a pot, have a cup of tea, boom, feeling good. Happy days. You know, happy days. Or, you know, if I'm, I'm uh, feeling a bit low in energy, I know that I can have, you know, some cottonopsis tea and a bit of Siberian ginseng and something else and my energy will be uplifted and off I'll go and be much more productive, you know. Mm. So the role on is if you're more productive, you're more energized, you're feeling better, then you're treating your co-workers or your partner or your children or whoever it is. The people who do life with you. Yeah, the people who are doing life with you much better. So they, they benefit, they feel better. It's like the kick of the cat syndrome, you know. You know, you've had a shitty day at work, you come home, you, oh, yell, you yell at the missus. Bleed all over everyone. Yeah, you yell at the missus, you know, she goes, oh, for fuck's sake. Yells at the kids. The ki- and then kids, off it goes. Yeah, the kids have got, you know, so the sibling chain goes down the line and finally the youngest kicks the cat, you know. Yeah. And the cat's going, what the hell did I do, man? I was just lying here licking my balls, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> what? You know, so, but if you come home and go, oh, hi, darling, I had an amazing day, feeling energized, you kiss, kiss your missus, she, you know. Yeah. Pats the kids on the head. They go, wow! They pat the, the cat. cat. Gets a great the time. Cat has a great time. Everybody's happy. Everybody wins. You know. Yeah. So all I'm saying is, um, I guess education has been a big thread through this <clears throat> thing. Is yeah. if you educate yourself, if you learn just some basics, just some basics. Yeah. Like for example, this is one for the men. Yeah. Okay. Don't eat margarine. Because marjoram's an anaphrodisiac, which means the opposite of an aphrodisiac. What's marjoram? Marjoram is a plant that yeah. you, you put in pasta dishes and tomato dishes. It's it's related to oregano. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good for men. But black pepper, really good for men. So if you're struggling with your, your you know, doing the business. The action. The action. Uh, you have any ED problems, have some black pepper because it's a male aphrodisiac. Mm. Wahoo. Wahoo. <laughs> Get that bad boy on. Pepper on everything, you know. So, even ice cream. Yeah, even the ice cream, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, Brent? Oh, just a bit of pepper. Love the pepper on the ice cream. It's really good. Yeah. There so, we go. So that's my nuggets. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much again. Welcome. Again, again, welcome. Thanks, Cheers. bro.